Welcome to Tabletop Journal's Seat Yourself podcast series on the hospitality tabletop industry. Hosted by Dave Turner, Seat Yourself is 20 to 25 minutes of what's happening in the world of hospitality tabletop. Dave is the globally known chief evangelist and editor for tabletopjournal.com. A non-traditional journalist, Dave has spent nearly 30 years as a sales and marketing executive in the world of hospitality. This podcast was originally published in the week of September 16, 2019, and runs for approximately 20 minutes. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 41 of Seat Yourself. Of course, Seat Yourself is our 15 to 20 minute podcast on all things hospitality tabletop. I'm Dave Turner. I'm your host here at Seat Yourself, and we're coming to you from our studios here in the beautiful city of Baltimore. We've talked about Baltimore before, and the food and beverage renaissance that is underway here is nothing less than impressive. While retaining all of its down-home charm, Baltimore has quietly developed some terrific world-class restaurants. Restaurants like those from the team of Tony Foreman and Chef Cindy Wolf. And of course, there's also the Atlas Restaurant Group. Terrific uh, restaurateurs and hoteliers, all of them. And here in Baltimore, there's some great hotels like the Pendry Hotel that sits right on the harbor in Fells Point or the beautiful Four Seasons property over in the Harbor East section. And then there are great new venues like the still new Guinness North American Visitor Center and the beautiful Sagamore Distillery. And finally, don't forget the new and renovated marketplaces like Cross Street Market. It's all right here in Baltimore on America's East Coast. And now on to this week's episode of Seat Yourself. This week, in addition to our weekly news and product updates, We've got a particularly great 60 Seconds with Shannon segment this week. You're really going to enjoy this week's segment as we ask Shannon to think like a tabletop dinnerware designer and give us her thoughts on what she might design for restaurant tables for the coming year. You'll definitely want to hear what Shannon has to say on this subject. And as always, she gives it to us straightforward and unvarnished. And then this week, our commentary focuses on staying relevant and fulfilled as we move along this journey of life, both professionally and personally. It's all here on Seat Yourself. So with that, it's mid-September. We're coming into our favorite time of the year. And let's get this episode started. And as everyone knows by now, at Seat Yourself, we always start with our stat of the week. And this week's stat of the week is 15%. That's the percentage of growth, 15% for online grocery shopping for U.S. consumers throughout this year. And why is that number important to us in the food service business? Well, it's just my feeling that the shopping online for groceries and the shopping online for a restaurant meal are pretty similar, and they're likely to go hand-in-hand as they progress along the trajectories of growth. And certainly some of this increase is driven by the increased expansion in delivery services for grocery items, just like the growth in restaurant delivery services has driven off-premise dining. And additionally, household penetration for grocery delivery is now 25%, up 5% from last year, and the average order now is $70 plus per order, and that's up 6% versus a year ago. It's also interesting to us that 90% of customers surveyed reported an improved ability to find all the products that they want to buy online. This is an increase of 12% just from last year alone. Consumers still appear reluctant, however, to order perishables online. So you see, online grocery ordering and online ordering from restaurants seem to be following a very similar path. And as both food service supply chain dealers and tabletop manufacturers continue to improve their online customer experiences, 
we're looking for an online portion of their segments, Business to Grow as well. As both B2C and B2B channels become more and more comfortable ordering food and food-related items online, food service operators will look more and more to that type of ordering. For us, the online buying question for food service supply chain players and manufacturers is, when will anyone really begin eating into or even catch the head start in online selling that both Webstaurant and Amazon already have? We'll have to see. But for now, U.S. consumer online grocery purchases has increased this year by 15%. And that's our stat of the week, 15%. And in our first news story this week, this is sort of a bad news, good news type of story. New York chef Mark Murphy has closed his final restaurant in New York. That was the landmark restaurant that was located in the Time Warner Center. He closed that on the July 22nd of this year, and that's certainly the bad news. However, there is a silver lining to this untimely restaurant closure. And through a combined effort, TagX Brands, TagX is a company that helps businesses liquidate surplus and other assets. TagX will be partnering with Chef Murphy, Landmark Restaurant, and No Kid Hungry to liquidate the entirety of the restaurant in an online auction on a website called restaurantequipment.bid. The auction includes over 400 pieces of equipment from the restaurant, and 5% of the proceeds generated from this charity auction will be donated to Share Our Strengths No Kid Hungry initiative. And while there is a guaranteed minimum donation going to the charity, this is definitely a unique opportunity that will allow TagX Brands, Chef Murphy, and Landmark Restaurant to give back, and hopefully give back a lot to the community. The auction is currently live and will run through September 20th. But here's a bit of the fine print. As is standard with all restaurantequipment.bid auctions, it will be free to register and free to bid in. All items in the auction will start at $1 with no reserves. Also, TagX Brands will be offering shipping on all the items featured in the auction. Seems like helping make sure that children don't go hungry is a pretty good cause. And while at the same time, you can pick up a few bargains for your restaurant or for your home. This seems to us to be a creative way of making the best of a bad situation. And it could very well be a great win-win. Once again, if you're interested, go to restaurantequipment.bid. Best of luck to everyone involved here. And also in the news, well, like many of you, my mind is turning towards Italy for the next month or so, but I still have not forgotten that the team at Ambiante is working hard on their Hareka showcase set for next February, all set in Frankfurt, of course. And you'll remember that Ambiante has established the the new entire 6.0 hall for Hareka, front of the house product exhibitors, and the new Hareka Academy that the show is establishing. This academy will be an educational forum for speakers, panel discussions, and much, much more all in the center of the action, right on the exhibit floor itself. You'll be hearing the trend opinions from top chefs, leading designers, and the world's finest suppliers, and certainly from tabletop influencers from all around the world. The array of hotel and front-of-the-house brands that will be on display there will be nothing less than world-class. Brands like Revol, Steelite, Tafelstern, Rack, ABS, and many, many more. So while we'll be excited to begin to pack our bags for Italy, our minds will definitely also be on Frankfurt in February. And again, the dates are February 7th through the 11th in Frankfurt, Germany. Make your reservations now as the world's largest consumer show kicks off its Hareka Showcase in Hall 6.0. You'll be glad you did. We'll see you there. In news on products and companies this week, I want to talk about a hospitality tabletop company that continues to surprise. And that company is 10 Strawberry Street. This is a company 
that not long ago was on the edges of the hospitality tabletop category and has quietly worked its way into the mainstream conversation with many operators these days. Sticking with their mantra of simple, elegant, and affordable, 10 Strawberry Street has put together a top-quality sales organization and developed some great colored dinnerware collections, all to complement their wide range of undecorated dinnerware, servingware, and, and accessories. For years, 10 Strawberry Street has been a leader in providing dinnerware, and especially those serving pieces, to caterers and banquet operators. From small, organic-shaped bowls that are perfect for side dishes, to those large, oversized buffetware pieces, 10 Strawberry Street has been the industry go-to resource for those types of pieces. But more recently, the product line of this Denver-based company has added more and more color to its dinnerware lineup. From the two versions of their still-new Baseki to the wood-like Nagoya, 10 Strawberry Street has been upping their game when it comes to color. And now, in the past year, along comes their great new Forenza dinnerware with its incredible deep plates, which have been tremendously popular according to VP of Sales and Product Development, Bob Thompson. According to Thompson, quote-unquote, this has been a great year for 10 Strawberry Street's hospitality division. Our Forenza dinnerware has been on fire, with a pun intended, of course, and now we've got our terrific New Delhi collection in stock that was so well received at this past NRA show. So we're excited for a strong finish to the year, says Thompson. Thompson also indicated that 10 Strawberry Street has added a new Birch collection, which they hope to have in stock soon as well. And let's not forget that 10 Strawberry Street is the U.S. distributor for the Solux flatware brand out of Germany. Not necessarily a household name yet in North America, Solex has top quality 1810 flatware in a variety of styles from classic to contemporary. The Solex brand has long been a well-known brand throughout the European hospitality and catering customer sector and is a great fit for the hospitality division of 10 Strawberry Street. All this answers the question of why not long ago the owners of 10 Strawberry Street doubled the size of their Denver distribution center and more recently added a beautiful new showroom there as well. While maintaining profitability, along with the quality and value in their product lines, commitment to service across all their businesses has always been a part of the ethos of 10 Strawberry Street. And that's why for the hospitality business, the company has brought in large quantities of inventory ahead of when they project that the sales will actually occur. And of course, as sales keep exceeding projections, that new enlarged distribution center may ha just have to get bigger and bigger. To find out more about 10 Strawberry Street and their new collections that they have designed especially for the hospitality industry, go to their website, 10strawberrystreet.com backslash hospitality. And of course, we always like to keep up with what's happening at hospitality tabletop leader Libby Food Service. In their latest issue of Professional Insights, that's their in-house publication, Libby gives us their take on clean and healthy eating. In this latest issue, Libby shows how the right tableware can highlight every bit of a restaurant's food and drinks goodness by putting it center stage in a fresh, new, and exciting way. According to Libby, clean eating deserves equally clean dinnerware. And in addition to clean design lines, serving your healthier ingredients on Libby dinnerware with its exclusive microband technology, can make sure your meals are even healthier. Libby's microband surface technology supports a 99.9% .9 cleaner surface and is featured on the company's versatile Constellation dinnerware. Be sure to check out Libby's latest edition of Professional Insights by going to foodservice.libby.com.
And speaking of hospitality tabletop leaders, Steelite International and its CEO and President John Miles will be hosting a great fundraiser at its Youngstown, Ohio showroom and experience center tomorrow night. Partnering with California Vineyard Casa Piana and some of the Youngstown area's finest chefs and restaurateurs, Steelite's event titled A Night in Napa will be helping raise money for the Youngstown State University Foundation and Youngstown's Ursuline High School. Casa Piana is owned by former Youngstown residents Carmen and Gail Policy. This is going to be an outstanding event, and as of this past Friday, there are still some tickets available for at least some of the dining and wine tasting levels. There'll also be a silent auction held as well. For details, you can check out our story in the industry news section of Tabletop Journal, or simply get in touch with Angela Richards at Steelite USA. Now 60 Seconds with Shannon, where Dave sits down with Shannon Talon of Edward Diamond Company and asks the question of the week. This week, Shannon talks about the dinnerware shapes and sizes that she would design for the marketplace if she were a tabletop designer. We're here with Shannon Talon this week again, and Shannon, of course, is the lovely and the talented category manager for tabletop and buffetware at Edward Don and Company out of Chicago. And Shannon, we've got an interesting question for you this week. The question this week is, if you were a tabletop designer, what dinnerware shapes and what sizes would you be designing for the marketplace in 2020? Wow, that is such a great question. I love that. Um, and while I can't give away all my secrets for what I'm going to be designing in 2020. Um, I understand that. <laughs> you know, I think that the trends that we've seen for the last couple of years, color, texture, shape, they really still are the order of the day. The first thing that comes to mind for me is really color uh, because neutrals are still really hot and in particular black. Uh, we have more and more requests from operators for uh, uh, for black tabletop product. Um, so I think those neutrals are still really important. In terms of shapes, I, I still really like organic and unique shapes, but I think stackability is really key. So sometimes we we see product in the marketplace that is it's a stunner and a showstopper visually, but then when you put it into uh, into an operation, the function of it isn't always great because um, it doesn't stack or um, it just causes issues from a storage standpoint. So I think product with stackability, but still with some unique shape, um, unique organic shapes is, is really interesting. In terms of the assortment or the sizes, I mean, we just aren't seeing the full place settings anymore. And we've talked about this in the past um, and seat yourself, but y- y- the full place settings aren't um, aren't as applicable anymore. So I would really focus on share plates that, you know, the share sizes from eight to nine inches, bowls, bowls just continue to be so, so, so red hot um, and smaller platters uh, for the tabletop. I think those are the, the key items anymore. Um, and that's also what we can, we, we continue to see manufacturers developing when they come out with new patterns. I think items have to be able to mix and match. They can't stand on their own anymore. They've got to be able to mix and match with other patterns, whether that those are other patterns patterns that the manufacturer has themselves or other patterns that are in the marketplace. And that might sound weird uh, to recommend that a manufacturer make product that mixes with their competition, but that's what operators are looking for. And you can either have product that can mix and match or you can kind of be left in the dark. So I think product that can combine with other products and also mix well with other materials. We've talked about alternative materials in the past as well. I think that's
that's also important. So the product's got to be flexible and adaptable, but also it's also got to be applicable to the operator in terms of their operations. And it's got to be efficient in that way as well. Yeah, you're still coming back to the old, the same two issues of uh, design, of course, and but really the functionality of it as well. Right, the practicality for sure. Now, here's Dave with this week's commentary. This week, Dave asks the question, what have we done for ourselves lately? Here at Seat Yourself, we've talked before about the speed of business, and we've also frequently discussed how the pace of life, both professionally and personally, continues to accelerate and how change today is simply a constant. The treadmill that we all seem to be on continues to speed up and life often seems more uncertain than ever before, both at work and in our personal lives, the landscape is shifting at speeds which we may not be fully accustomed to. And as we've gone further into our careers and become more experienced, we may also become accustomed to that nagging fear that somewhere out there is a young up-and-comer closing in on behind us who is more than ready to pounce the moment we make a professional misstep. And even in our personal lives, we may have this feeling that something is missing. As a result, Perhaps that stiffness in our neck and upper back has come from looking over our shoulder far too frequently these days. However, the reality is the world is moving faster and faster. And yes, there are indeed incredibly talented young professionals in every corner of the world these days that are hungry to climb the ladder and who are impatient about waiting for their turn. So what can we as experienced people do, either in our professional lives or our personal lives, to remain relevant? to sharpen our professional skills, or even to remain comfortable with who we are as a person without having to go back to school or working 24-7, 365? Well, the short answer is there's plenty we can do. But it starts with a simple question. Are we ready to learn? And while that question is simple, the answer is not always so easy. Unfortunately, As we all get more experienced, most of us are reluctant to try new things, to take a new perspective, or to consider new possibilities. Whether it's the feeling that we're just too busy, or a bit stuck in our long-held beliefs, or that we're just too concerned that we might appear silly, or worse yet, we'll appear incompetent initially, or that we might outright fail, many of us find lots of reasons not to learn new things. We may even recognize the signs within ourselves. They often come in the way of self-talk. I'm too busy. I'll let somebody else try that new stuff. I'll leave that to the next generation. Why doesn't my organization value my experience rather than always listening to those young kids? And here's a classic. If I can just hang on long enough until retirement or until I'm vested, you fill in that blank. And of course, there's always the classic. Someday I'll. And there's another blank that you can fill in. Someday I'll do this or do that or try this or try that. However, there are a few major problems with this type of thinking and self-talk. First of all, in the business world, the changes that are taking place are often happening because of technology and productivity improvements. And depending upon the industry, these advancements are often central to the way business is being done currently. And if we have yet to gain the skill sets necessary to understand these changes and the competency to execute them, then we'll be at a distinct competitive disadvantage in the professional marketplace. Remaining competent and relevant are two critical components to being able to add value to our organizations and the companies we work for. Secondly, on a personal level, continuing to learn and develop is one of nature's greatest gifts to us all. Being a lifelong learner means that each and every day is going to bring us a new and an exciting experience. 
It also means that there are no failures, only learning experiences, as long as we're willing to learn from all those experiences. Most of us are afraid of failing, and that's completely normal. But it's also true that most of us are not experts at skills or thought processes that we're using for the very first time or two. And thirdly, while lifelong learning and continual development can be critical in helping on our professional careers, it can be most helpful in developing who we are as people. Self-worth and our own view of who we are and what we contribute to making this a better world is the most valuable reward we can give ourselves. Becoming the very best version of ourselves that we can be is a lifelong journey, and it never ends. Of course, unless we decide to stop learning. Working on being our best and being comfortable that we are all works in progress is a reward that helps us both personally and professionally. So here are five easy ways that we can all begin to learn and acquire new ways of thinking that can also help us with the foundations for adding new professional skill sets as well. We can pursue them for our personal development or pursue them for simply becoming the very best version of ourselves that we think is possible. First up was we can change our attitude. Attitude costs nothing and we can start immediately by smiling more and consciously trying to be more positive more often. Having a positive attitude makes us more open to learning and makes others want to be drawn closer to us. That also helps us learn even more. Number two, we can take time to invest in ourselves. We're all unique and there's only one of us. And if we won't invest in making ourselves the best possible version of us we can be, who will? Next is self-compassion. Realizing that learning implies a certain amount of struggle so let's not be too hard on ourselves when things don't go perfectly for just a little while. We can all learn to embrace the process of learning and the process of developing. Reading books or listening to podcasts is another way that we can learn and develop ourselves personally and professionally. Today, opportunities to learn are wide and varied. We can all decide which works best for us and find out that our particular time in each day to invest in ourselves to learn. You commute to work? then why not listen to a podcast? Do you have time in the evening? Then you can read a book. Learning is all about being curious. So start by being curious about something that we've always wanted to know before. You can actually volunteer or to join an organization. That's helpful to learning and developing. Whether it's the local Toastmasters group or a local church, joining in with others from varied backgrounds always gives us a unique opportunity to learn. One of the most valuable things we can all learn is that we're not alone in our journey of self-development. And whether somebody is ahead of us or behind us in their personal journey is not really important. What is important is that we recognize that we're all on the same journey, and that's the journey of self-development. Well, it's obvious that there are many additional ways and other ways to learn to develop and uh, develop ourselves. But the important thing is that we simply get started. Remember, it all starts with us. The rewards for us are many, both personal and professional. In today's competitive and ever-changing world, the most important question we can ask often is, what have we done for ourselves lately? So, are we ready to start learning? Well, that's it for this week's episode of Seat Yourself. And as always, I want to thank the Rockstar Category Manager, Shannon Talent, for joining us today. And of course, I want to thank you, our listeners, for joining in as well. And finally, I want to make a special thanks to the Edward Don and Company for sponsoring in part this episode of Seat Yourself. Edward Don and Company, everything but the food 
for nearly 100 years. And remember to be sure to check out their most recent Tabletop Advisor. You can download it from their website, www.don.com. Just go to the homepage and scroll down to the publication section. We'll see you next time, but always remember, Tabletop Matters. That concludes this week's episode of Tabletop Journal's Seat Yourself podcast series. For more news, information, and insights on the hospitality tabletop industry, be sure to check out tabletopjournal.com.